When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, we've got three pieces of audio that we need you to hear today. We do that every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment, and we call it the three at 1203. Give me three! You got it! It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? Here's what we have for you behind door number three. All right. Um, in at number three today, we have Carrie Fisher. This is an adorable clip. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance yet to hear it, Colleen, but here's Carrie Fisher in 1977. And I want you to um, just listen to a little bit of this. I don't expect you're going to understand much of what's being said. Pourquoi George Lucas a voulu vous coiffer de cette façon dans le film? Car c'est vrai que la coiffure est très différente. That's not Carrie Fisher. Est-ce que les gens vous connaissent en New York quand vous vous promenez dans la rue avec cette coiffure? Non. Pas du tout. Quelques fois, mais pas beaucoup. That's Carrie Fisher. Qu'est-ce que représente ce film, ce film pour vous dans votre dans votre carrière? Vous pensez que c'est une étape importante? Oui, parce que c'est un grand succès. Alors tous les passants dans le film c'est un succès pour pour tout. J'espère. Vous avez eu de, de, des propositions de films après, après Star Wars qui est sorti en Amérique, je crois, au mois de mai oui. de cette année. Oui, quelques, mais euh, je, je n'avais pas reçu un, un script que j'aime. Alors, il faut dire que c'est une petite princesse qui n'est pas une petite princesse oui, euh, so à l'apéro, c'est-à-dire très alanguie, très tranquille. C'est une petite princesse qui se bat. So qui a du caractère. Oui. C'est à Georges, le, le réalisateur. réalisateur. Oui, et le, et il a écrit le script de Star Wars aussi. Et il a fait les caractères pour tout. Euh, très spécifique, très, très So bien, that is Carrie Fisher, um, Princess Leia, Leia, of course, in 1977, sitting beside. And the video is quite uh, fun to watch as well. And it's on our website at mytalk1071.com. This took place in 1977 with an interview with Radio Television Suisse for uh, Star Wars A New Hope, which had obviously just come out earlier that year. And what she's talking about is the role of, um, I only know this because there are subtitles on the video. Um, she's talking about, you know, being a woman in this role and what it means for women. Um, but, you know, I think the most adorable thing there is that she's speaking fluent French. Yes, it's adorable. It makes me like... Jealous, first of all, that I can't speak any right? language you, fluently. Makes you want to speak French. Yeah. It just sounds so beautiful. It just does. I would like a croissant. I mean, <clears throat> I all I I I admire anybody who can speak fluently and have conversations <clears throat> in another language. Yeah. There's the other thing that I noticed about that was Carrie Fisher. We knew 
you know, in recent years um, before her death, I mean, she was a little quirky, a little bit loud, I would even say maybe. Brusque. She sounds so reserved, reserved and shy and, and quiet. And yeah, yeah it just is, is really interesting. I think part of it is probably because if, if you um, watch that clip, you can tell she hesitates a little bit with her friend. She's maybe sure. not as secure, uh, confident. But I will say that when you continue to watch that interview, they uh, Harrison Ford is sitting next to her. And by the way, if you want to see what Harrison Ford looked like in 1977 and remember how beautiful he mm-hmm. was. I mean, not that he's not a beautiful man, but mm-hmm. but um, he is just, you know, beaming with youth and um, there is a translator sitting next to him who's translating for him because he doesn't speak uh, fluent French, but mm-hmm. the both of them together are just, they seem so, because again, remember this is months after the movie has come out. So right. their star has not shown the way it will mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. So delightful because of the French, delightful because of their innocence, delightful because of the, the, um, the inevitable passage of time, which we know them, you know, today as entirely different people. Yeah. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. I told you a little bit about this yesterday, but this happened on Sunday night. On Sunday night during the live broadcast of um, The Christmas Story, they cut to a commercial, but it was a live commercial for The Greatest Showman. And it contained not only Hugh Jackman, but also our former boyfriend, our ex-show boyfriend, Zac Efron, and Zendaya. So this is part of the live commercial. I think it was about a two-minute commercial. Stumble through your days Got your head hung low Disguise a shade of gray Like a zombie in a maze You're asleep inside But you can't shake away Cause you're just a dead man walking Thinking that's your only option But you can't flick a switch And brighten up your darkest day Sun is up and the color's blinding Take a world to redefine it Be behind, you never mind You'll never be the same Come alive, come alive Go and light your light Let it burn so bright Reaching up to the sky And it's open wide You're electrified And the world becomes a fantasy When you're more than you could ever be Cause you're dreaming with your eyes wide open Okay, so we know it's a musical, and thank goodness uh, they've got some voices. I'm going to go ahead and say this. When I watched it live, it looked really cool. It was kind of visually stunning. It was really fun. When you just hear the audio, it's a little bit like, it's a little bit um, pitchy. It doesn't sound the way it felt. I was curious when you watched who, it live. Who wrote the book and who wrote the musical for uh, or the music for this particular show? For the show, and been, I'm looking mm-hmm. around on Wikipedia. I don't see. I don't know, but I got to tell you that song is kind of catchy, um, and that is one of the songs that we will see in the movie. Um, uh, Michael Gracie oh, and Beth McCarthy Miller directed it. Oh, that's who wrote the music. Bill Condon, uh, screen. He wrote the screenplay. Bill okay. Condon, of the course. The music, behind. I'll tell you, is by some people <clears throat> named Ben Pasek and Justin Paul. Oh, those guys. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, good on you guys. I will say that um, Bill Condon is also behind Dreamgirls and Chicago, oh, the cool. movies, and Beauty and the Beast. So certainly somebody who knows his way around a musical. 
Well, I will say that just the taste of that song, I think, you know, especially when it's like produced and, and we're listening to the studio version of it, I think it, it looks, I, by all accounts, it looks like it's going to be kind of stunning. So I look forward to that. When does it here it is behind door number one. Before we get to uh, number one, when does that come out? Uh, that movie comes out. Good question. Uh, All right, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so behind door number one, I want you to hear this song. Something special happened to this very popular Christmas song. This holiday classic, although it wasn't a classic when it was released, but Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You hits Hot 100's, excuse me, top 10 for the very first time. I find this shocking. I didn't realize I would have thought it had already been, but apparently, you know, I said released in 1984. It went from number 11 to number 10. um, Then thereby putting it on the top 10 for the first time 23 years after its release. I mean, that's crazy <clears throat> on a number of levels. So it took 23 years to get there, but it's there. I That surprises me, though. You know, you think about when you think about like modern day Christmas music, this one rises to the top every single well, time. I, I bet you anything. This is probably the most popular Christmas song of all time. So it's probably on their top 10. But you got to remember again, right. this is the, you know, like across all genres of music. It's in the top 10. Wow. Which is awesome. Again, the top 10 for the first time, not even since, but ever since it was released in 1994. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, Mariah Carey deserves something. I just, I can't imagine how much money she makes on this song. Every single, I mean, literally, she could stop working and put probably an entire town on a payroll based on the money that she makes from just this uh, particular song. I mean, I'm sure it makes up like at least like 75% of her income. Because honestly, think about how many times it plays in a given day anywhere in the world. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, well, congratulations. I did want to let you know The Greatest Showman comes out tomorrow. Hmm. Yeah, so it hits theaters tomorrow on the 20th. Oh, wow. All right, so we'll probably hear about it on Friday with our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes. Exactly. Um, other things we're celebrating today on the Colleen and Bradley show, among many things, like Holly Roberts' birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Holly! Holly. <laughs> we're also celebrating the 12 days of Chris's, and today is day seven. Make love to me, Chris. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Chris, full of flexing, Chris, rock a rocky Chris. Hemsworth. Chris O'Donnell, Chris Martin, Chris overnight, and a hot Chris in a pine tree. Yes, so today we celebrate the super hottie, 
Chris Cuomo. Um, and if you don't even know who Chris Cuomo is, because if you don't watch cable news, maybe you don't know. I don't know. But he, of course, is the uh, TV journalist for CNN. He's on. A, he's a host. He's there for their morning program every day. And most recently, I think the world sort of um, took notice, special notice of Christopher Cuomo. Uh, and of course, by the way, he comes from a very famous family. His father, of course, governor of New York. Um, the Cuomo family, mm-hmm. uh, remember, um, growing up, you know, he ran for president anyway. Uh, Chris did the special coverage for hurricane. It would have been Maria, Maria right? Mm-hmm. Because it was Irma, then Maria. No. Right. No, M H I J K Maria, uh, N O P. Maria. But it was Irma, Maria, and then there was another one. Yeah, anyway, I think yeah. It was Irma Maria. comes first, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, the, the moral of the story is um, he was in South Florida. He was actually in Naples, and I, I was watching a lot of CNN coverage of that storm because, of course, that's where my mother lives. And um, he was literally on their, you know, main street um, as the storm came through. And uh, And not blowing away because. No, because of his mm -hmm. big tree trunk arms. Mm -hmm. That everybody was trying to swing from. I'm going to sneeze. So I want you to just take over. Well, you do that. That's where we all kind of were first acquainted. Bless you. With Chris Cuomo and his um, very mm, well-developed. Musculature. musculature. Just Google Chris Cuomo and you'll thank me. Well, and while you're on the computer, on your Google box, we do need you to do one more thing because we just want to get his attention. And he's very, very active on social media. Uh, his uh, Twitter handle is at Chris Cuomo, and that's C-H-R-I-S-C-U-O-M-O, Chris Cuomo. We need you to just tweet him. Tweet him a, a headline, breaking news. You are being celebrated on the 12 Days of Chris's, and then Give him our phone number. Have him call. We hope that if enough of you do it, he's really active. Like he will, as Bradley says, he will respond to haters. So let's see if he'll respond to lovers. So tweet it out uh, with the phone number. Otherwise, I tweeted out something. Uh, You could just retweet that. Um, Let's get his attention. Let's get him to call in during the show. I think this is one we can actually do. And uh, again, we're just celebrating hot Chris's. As far as I'm concerned, he is a hot Chris. Yes. So... Yes. Wouldn't it be awesome? What are we going to ask Chris Cuomo when he calls in? How do you work on your fitness? Yeah. Because your fitness looks good. Um, But remember, he's also at CNN. So if we have any like CNN questions. Okay. We'll be jotting those down. And if you have any questions, you can tweet them, email us, call us, whatever. We're just hoping Chris Cuomo calls. Holly, from hither to forward, every time you answer the phone, the greeting is my talk 1071. Is this Chris Cuomo? Are we clear? Yes. Everybody know our jobs. Roger. Okay. Happy Roger birthday, Dodger. Holly. When we come back, we've got a dirt alert with Elizabeth Reese on My Talk 107.1. Previously on Jason and Alexis. Jeannie, are you going to try to sell us on fruitcake? <laughs> yes, I am. My great grandmother's recipe. You make it a month prior and then you soak it in flour sack towels soaked with bran. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, yeah, baby, yeah. And it stays as moist as can be. And do you get a little bit tipsy? I mean, or does it go away? No, it goes away, but the taste, it keeps it moist. And you have to store it in a dark part of your cupboard so that it really soaks up the brandy and keeps it moist. Now, Jeannie, you've said moist four times, so I'm going to have to let you go. Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 107.1. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Playing the part of Elizabeth Reese today during our Dirt Alert is the birthday girl herself, Holly Roberts. Hi, Holly. Oh, I wish Happy I... Happy 40. Yeah, I know. It looks good, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to the club. The water's warm. Yay. All right. Well, not really. I'm actually younger than Colleen yeah. Bradley. Actually, you, I think you're technically speaking older than both of us. Uh, inside. Yeah. Inside. Mm-hmm. That's Your right. Your insides are far more decrepit. <laughs> you got my insides you got some old inside. are currently on Medicare. All right. Well, moving on <laughs> from my age to, unfortunately, you know, today's Dirt Alert has some dirty stories. So let's talk about the drama between Meryl Streep and Rose McGowan. So this all played out over Twitter, where Rose McGowan, who has been very vocal against Harvey Weinstein, and she has her Rose army, of course, uh, against uh, sexual assault uh, accusations and everything. So Rose McGowan, this is what she tweeted to Meryl Streep. In response to the news that actresses attending the Golden Globe Awards were going to be wearing all black in protest of sexual assault, harassment and unfair pay in in Hollywood. So this is what they said. Actresses like Meryl Streep, who happily worked for the pig monster, meaning Harvey Weinstein, are wearing black golden at the Golden Globes in a silent protest. Your silence is the problem. You'll accept a fake award breathlessly and affect no real change. I despise your hypocrisy. Maybe you should all wear Marquesa, the designer, uh, the, the, the line designed by Harvey Weinstein's soon to be ex-wife. She is taking no prisoners. She is taking, yeah, she is angry. And if you have read Rose McGowan's Twitter uh, feed mm-hmm. in the past couple months, she is taking no prisoners. If you think there are going to be any puppies or sunshine anywhere, there ah, aren't. No, there aren't. No. And, you know, interestingly enough, usually Meryl Streep doesn't respond to this kind of stuff, but she did make a statement about Rose McGowan's tweet, mm-hmm. probably specifically because she attacked Meryl Streep. So this is what she said to the Huffington Post. Meryl Streep, she said it, she was hurt to be attacked by McGowan, and she said she didn't know about Weinstein's alleged abuse, and she has said this for the past couple months. Meryl Streep said, I had never in my life been invited to his hotel room, and Streep added this. She said, he, Harvey Weinstein, needed me much more than I needed him and he made sure I didn't know. 
Okay, so I have a couple thoughts, but chief among them, I think, for at this particular moment, because we are going to talk about this at length on our show. But I honestly think they're both they're both missing the point, or they're both missing an opportunity because they're both aiming fire at each other. And I have I have issues with Meryl Streep in this sense. She's being naive, but I think she's being intentionally naive because to think that Meryl Streep, of course, nobody thinks that she saw. Or that Harvey Weinstein was going to pull the same dirty tricks on her. Mm-hmm. But um, he only pulled those dirty tricks on a very select group of women. But apparently a whole cabal in Hollywood and beyond knew of his bad behavior. And I have a very hard time believing that nobody shared. I mean, if Peter Jackson in New Zealand knows. Right. Right. You have. I really have a hard time believing she did not have any inclination. I'm not saying that she is, as Rose McGowan would say, and that's that's where I think Rose McGowan falls short. She is not the problem. Right. She is part of the problem. But guess what? All of Hollywood is. This mm-hmm. is one of those moments where where um, I think a lot could be accomplished by getting them in the same room together. Sure. And that's part of the problem is that allegedly Meryl Streep has told Rose McGowan through many channels, please call me so we can talk. Uh, and they have not connected. Yes, I think connection would be able to air out those communication differences because if they're like, able to listen to each other. Yes, that that is mm-hmm. true. That is true. Let's move on to some surprising baby news. Anna Kornikova and Enrique Iglesias reportedly just welcomed twins. Haven't thought about them in a while. Oh my right? gosh, I forgot Who's they were Anna, a thing. Is she like a tennis star? Tennis player. She, yeah, she used to be a tennis player back in the day, and mm-hmm. she's been with Enrique Iglesias for 16 years. Wow. wow. And reportedly, they just welcomed twins. The little twins. They're a boy and a girl, and they're. Names are Nicholas and Lucy. Mm. I know. That's so cute. Um, When was the last time, like Enrique Iglesias, um, when he was my hero, you know, he could be my hero baby. Right. Where has he been? Where has he been since then? He actually played a show with Pitbull as a co headliner, I think at the Target Center this year. So he's right out. So he is still. (laughs) Get out of here. Oh, oh, that Enrique Iglesias. Just get right out of town. He's just going to buy La Mos all the way to the Target Center. He's buy La Mos. Oh. Yes, but anyways, he's still very popular. Wow. We just don't talk about him that much. But congratulations, congratulations! To the new parents. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I bet those kids are so, some Great pretty job kids. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. Sex. Oh. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. Well, when we come back, we do need a caller for a thirty-second pop culture challenge. Thirty seconds. Five questions. You can win a prize, but only at twelve thirty, and only on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. We'll be back after this. My Talk 1071. Everything. Rock Flag and Eagle. Entertainment. We're giving you 30 seconds. We're giving you five questions. And you could win a prize. It's our 30 second pop culture challenge. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com where we are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30. Second pop culture challenge. Who's playing today, Colleen, and what are they playing for? We've got Andrew on the line and Birthday Girl Holly. What is Andrew playing for? Andrew's playing for a four-pack of run-of-engagement movie passes to see Ferdinand at participating Twin Cities AMC theaters. These movie passes are only valid Monday through Thursday. All right, Andrew, the timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Who starred as Michael Scott in the U.S. version of The Office? 
Steve Carell. The original Ocean's Eleven movie takes place in what city? Las Vegas. Snooki and JWoww got their start on what reality show? Jersey Shore. Which actress has won the most Oscars in history? Meryl Streep. Nope. Try again. Oh, Elizabeth Taylor. I, I nope. passed. Disneyland opened in what year? 1957. Close. 58. Close. Less close. Oh, Andrew! Oh, Andrew! It was 1955, sadly. It's been so well. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Our you. Michelle. Thank Thanks, you, Andrew. Andrew. You can play that every day at 1230. It's our 30-second pop culture challenge. What was the answer we missed? Uh, the question, which actress has won the most Oscars in history? Katherine Hepburn. Oh, she wow. won four of those. I don't think I would have ever guessed that one. Yeah. Well... Well, when we are uh, finished with our 30-second pop culture challenge, we like to play another little game amongst ourselves. And uh, Holly provides a blind item from the website crazydaysandnights.net, and we try to figure it out. We call it Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. All right, so I'm going to give you a blind item, and we are going to speculate who this blind item is about. The first one is the following. This A-list host, all of you know, was cheating on their spouse. They were so scared of being caught up in some kind of scandal, though, with what's going on in the media, that the host wrote an incredibly large check to keep things quiet and is now lovey-dovey with the spouse again. Hmm. Ellen. Oh, that is fascinating. Oh. That is really... What? Are you serious? All signs in this blind item point to Ellen DeGeneres. Ooh, I'm on blind item fire. Ooh, well, now listen to the blind item that they're very specific not to say he or she. Well, right? I noticed that because when their you got to spouse, there, I was their like, spouse. Mm-hmm. not their uh-huh. husband, not their wife, but their spouse. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Does anybody exactly. have, I mean, I literally pulled that out of my, you know what, uh, because I just thought of host and lots of money and the only host with lots of money. Right. And then there was no he she or it mm-hmm. i mean i was kind of wondering about oprah if she was like cheating on gail or something just kidding cute um, um no <laughs> I, that, that that's impressive to me because i was thinking late night hosts for some reason oh sure oh that's good but then uh, i yeah. kept on saying none of them are really a-list enough for me also in the comments does anybody give sort of like do they flesh it out at all or uh yeah because i think that in the past couple of weeks there have been pictures of ellen and portia walking red carpets or being mm. together, but it just like notedly as, as a couple in paparazzi photos in a way that maybe they're not usually spotted because if anything, what we've learned about the paparazzi and about public relations is that if you are photographed, there is a reason why you're being photographed and you probably want to be photographed, mm. right? You're sending a message. So I think that perhaps Portia and Ellen are sending a message. You know, can I just say something? This is just my reality and I need to get it out. Sure. When I think about people like Ellen and and some of the people in Hollywood that have been accused of cheating, uh, many of whom may or may not have been, I see, like, I look at what they do for a living Mm -hmm. and I literally think to myself, how do they have time to cheat? Yeah. Uh, Seriously. Well, because unlike you and I... (laughs) We're the hardest working show on radio. Um, uh, our boss just laughed out loud, by the way. <laughs> she can come laugh at our face. 
Anyway, do you know how us, hard it is to come up with un- a unlike, crazy, stupid idiot? Anyway, unlike us, more unlike us, um, celebrities and stars like that have like legitimate time off. And what I mean mm. by that is, I mean we have time off too, but like, like I'm sure Ellen gets like weeks at a time off so she can go gallivant around with some. You I know, suppose, yeah, young little tartlet. Mm. <laughs> well, that when might... I gallivant around with a young little tartlet, it's a whole different situation. Yeah, no, my, well, I'm at a bakery. All, ain't no little and yeah. no no tartlet. <laughs> like, no, tart, I want the full tart. Tart. <laughs> Tarts. Oh, all right. Well, moving on. Let's do another one. This just about permanent A-list mostly movie actress who is also an Academy Award winner slash nominee and who has starred on TV in the past few years was dumped by her boyfriend because she would call him one minute and be nice and call him another and scream. She would show up at his house in the middle of the night looking for other women, but at the same time was hooking up with two of her exes. This one's so hard. Because you know who I instantly thought of was um, Robin Givens, who's not Robin Givens. What's the Australian actress's name who's dating Keith Urban? Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Yeah, Robin Givens. Robin Givens, who used to be married to Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> anyway, I made my point. So I wanted to think of her because right. that qualifies, but mm-hmm. she's got Keith well, Urban. Okay, but uh, let's think about this, though, because who else was in... Uh, who else would have been in the t- in TV shows? Who also was in the Academy? Reese Witherspoon. But she's, she's married. married now. The show is no longer on TV. Oh, okay. It was canceled. It was on a network. It was on a network. Uh, yeah, it was okay, on a major network. Just one of them. Well, you no, know, but I mean a broadcast yeah, network. Yeah. So oh, one of the big like ABC, oh. NBC, CBS. Yes. Shonda, uh, not Shonda Rhimes. Um, what's her name? Yeah, Shonda Land. I mean, uh, no. um, Viola, Davis? Now, Viola Davis. No, well, now th- this blind item has been verified and they have given a name. Now think Ooh. about somebody who recently won an Oscar who had a public breakup. Now this breakup was in the news in the past couple weeks and it's not, she's very famous. Her significant other is not so famous. Mm-hmm. Halle Berry. Oh, yeah. Oh! She's you know how been, fun it is to hear that I know. She, <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything, so. But she's been, oh, that's interesting, because you know what? This actually, can I just read my favorite line of this? That when you say Halle Berry rings so true for me? Yeah. Here it is. Dumped by your boyfriend because she would call him one minute and be nice and call him another and scream. Does that not sound exactly like how we've heard Halle Berry characterized yeah. mm-hmm. in the media? So that's. That she's just that sort of. Um, fragile. And so Holly, um, what you should point out to listeners if they don't know is on this website, Crazy Days and Nights, sometimes this guy who is a trusted source, this is someone you can believe because trust us, um, he will confirm these blind items. So you're saying that this one has been confirmed by Enti Lawyer, the guy who writes for Crazy Days and Nights. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you're hesitating. No. Oh. So this know. one is so he has All said, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, that's people, why I said it's be verified. Right. Yep. So yeah. that the name Halle Berry is in this confirmed story. Yes. Also, there was a story last week that I sent you guys uh, where they have confirmed the blind item. Oh, which one? Which one? Which one? Which one? Um, let me find this blind item because I think you're very concerned about this person. It is oh. about one former show boyfriend. 
perhaps. Zach Efron? Zach Efron? Yeah. Uh-oh. It was one that I sent you guys last week, and I don't know if we talked about it on the air. But let me find this for you. Because oh, gosh. It is it going to make us cry a little bit? Um, yeah, because it's kind of sad. But basically, the blind item said... Is he the one that's out drinking? No, he's not oh. out drinking. It's that oh, he gosh, was at good. a recent red carpet appearance. And, oh, here it is. On a red carpet last week, this former A-plus list tweener actor turned A-minus-list adult, mostly movie actor, was wearing more makeup than he did in the movie. Yeah, he's yeah. afraid of getting Apparently, old. he thinks he's getting old, even though he's just 30 years old. Okay. It's understandable. He's going to have a little rough patch, but uh, then he's going to come to the realization that, indeed, he is a gay man. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Wait, wow. Okay. What? You've plotted <laughs> out his he's life. He's really figured that out. You know, you should just call oh, wait, him and let him know. That's my fantasy world. <laughs> oh. oh, Zach, you don't need makeup. We think you're beautiful just it's, the way you are. Even though we're world. breaking up with you. Ooh. Sorry. Okay. When we come back, we have to do. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Reboot or get the boot, you guys. A big show. There are rumors, not only rumors, but there appears to be in development a reboot of a show that we watched not so many years ago. We got to figure out if this show should be rebooted or if we should just give it the boot. That's after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. Here's one of their songs. What is it? Don't look it up. It's the first one on MTV. The first one that, um, looking, no, no, it isn't. That was Sultans of Swing. Sultans of Swing. I. <laughs> Briefly dated. dated somebody who this was like the only record he had, and I to this day hate Sultans of Swing. Okay, <laughs> here's the next inductee. Yeah, dark Nights, Nights and Dark Shadows. Nights and Dark Shadows. So close. White clothes. White, white shades of satin. No. No close. Nights of Just White Satin. Julie, I'm gonna give it to you. I love that sign. That was a good song. No, I would have liked would, if the dire. Straits guy had the Moody Blues album. That would have been Same, way better. Because that's a great song. I would have stuck around <laughs> for E-L-O another couple or weeks. Something. Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. The office. Does it deserve a reboot or should it get the boot? That's the question we're asking on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And we're asking, reboot or get the boot? Reboot or get the boot? Okay. So you you remember? Oh, did that hit you? Yeah. Sorry. Um, you remember the show The Office? It was just on up until 2013, so not so long ago. Can I say I never watched The Office? I didn't watch network television very much uh, until recently. You never saw even, not even one, not ever, never? I mean, I've seen parts, but I've never sat down and gone, I'm going to watch an episode of The Office. Okay, I, okay. 
Stick a pin in that, please. I know. Thank you for being honest. Why don't you tell me how many James Bond movies you've seen? One. So anyway, (laughs) The Office. Which I made you watch, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The Office went off the air uh, on NBC in 2013. It ran from 2005 to 2013. Um, And this was uh, the American version of the sitcom that was based on the British version of The Office. Um, And this, our version of it, starred Steve Carell. Um, They are allegedly in talks to revive it and reboot the show on NBC. They are staying pretty tight-lipped about this, but the... um, the show would, again, continue with the misadventures of the office mates at Dunder Mifflin Paper Company uh, and probably would not include the entire cast as we know it, including but not limited to the following names who all shot to fame, many of them because of the show. Steve Carell, Rain Wilson, John Krasinski, Jenna Fisher, Craig Robinson, Mindy Kaling, BJ Novak, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Etc. I have a question. So, somebody who actually, as somebody who actually watched the show, what I, is your opinion? I loved that show. Okay. I do not want to see a reboot of this Pourquoi? show. Well, number as one, I don't want to see a reboot of this show because, especially if it doesn't bring back the original cast, I think it would be really hard. Part of the magic of that, no, the magic of that show was that cast in that setting. You can't just shove a different cast into that setting and hope for magic. Yeah, see, the thing that I have an issue with, generally speaking, is if you did a thing and then it ended because there was was an obvious end to it, Mm -hmm. I don't understand what has changed such that you believe it's now time to bring it back other than a cheap money grab or a, a, a like you're so bored and 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 sad and pathetic and cheap that you can't come up with a better idea because it's you laziness. can't tell me yeah no yeah, it's totally it's straight laziness. up laziness now there's an argument to be made for nostalgia but i don't know that we've re- re- reached a nostalgia point from a show that ended in 2013 yeah so like you know if that's you told four me years ago y'all Full house is coming back i'm like well that's cute and you can do it on netflix and everybody and like i love the one day at a time reboot um but that's some 30 plus years after the show went off the air yeah. and they give actually it, give it some time to be missed. Yeah. 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 And they also didn't, you know, use the existing cast. I mean, again, I think there's an argument you could make for this uh, reboot, but I don't think it's for right now. I don't know that. Ar- yeah, I don't I don't know that there is an argument for it right now. No. Eventually, yes, maybe. Um, I'm just still sort I wonder- of. Stuck on the fact that you never have watched not even one episode. I, I did not um, watch network TV for like a very large swath of time. I totally get that. I, I, you know, it's to me, it just is so much of kind of our daily interactions are informed by things I saw in the office, not ours, but generally speaking in a day, you probably hear things tossed around the office that, originated on the office for example not originated i know that's what she said did not originate on the office but that's where everybody that's how everybody started saying it all the time won't know what it's like to step on a george foreman girl when you get out of bed because you're trying to get your bacon made in the morning that's right 
that happened in an episode. Yeah. See, again, it's like I, it's, I have a, uh, an, an, another obvious blind spot with Friends because I just did not watch Friends. Yeah. And, I, I, and it's like Seinfeld didn't like Seinfeld. I did watch episodes of Seinfeld and Friends, but I never really watched very many of them because I just was like, I'm going to be over here watching my Doctor Who <laughs> and watching some weird, obtuse, you know, British show. And I probably would have watched the British office before I watched the American office anyway. Um, you know, and it's funny because we did after we got really into the American office, we tried to watch the British office. And, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of times British humor just like goes right over my head or I don't I don't get it. I just that's I but I get the American humor and I do understand like to me the office was almost it was innovative in that it was so completely ripped from your daily life like if you ever have worked in an office anywhere in a cube farm you all of these characters were archetypes of people you've worked with before and so it's super relatable you know what it reminds me of also hilarious Yes, the movie exactly. Yeah. It was so Something you. Yeah, you just like you watch it and you you know who that person is in your office. Yeah. No, I get and it. We've all had a Michael Scott boss who was just like almost too friendly, almost to the point. And of I've seen obnoxious. several clips of him being right. a total d bag, and you know, I like I totally get yeah. the office. Yeah, I just never watched. Yeah, it. I mean, I'm just. Uh, but again, I would I would sooner I would rather they did this. Listen. Listen to me, people. When mm. you're trying to reboot something, mm. just don't reboot it. Just put Boot out it. the no, put the old one on again. I would rather if you're well, trying to save money, you know, or entertain, you know, whatever. Be lazy. Just put the same old thing you did before. On. What's interesting about that is I've said that for years when it comes to movies because, uh, by the way, I've apparently said that to no one um, because, regardless, I i think that oftentimes instead of redoing a movie you could just re-release the same movie yes and maybe you know like do a new print of the film like clean it up a bit i don't know you know throw in some cgi please don't um but i think that like i think you could do that with some films like ghostbusters yes i know we're all like obsessed with these reboots but like i feel like you could just release the original ghostbusters in theaters now i will say there's a place called phantom events and mm-hmm. they put on um, special movie events throughout the country, and they do this. They will actually, so very likely at theaters near you, there are um, showings of like some of your favorite old films right. in the theater. The only thing I would say is to add, because I'm with you on that, I wish that they would then also add like a deleted scene or two. Yeah. Because I think yeah, that would sure. give you incentive to go see yeah. it if you weren't just going for the nostalgia factor. Yeah. Oh, listen, so we both are kind of saying get the boot, I'm yeah, guessing. I would, I would agree with that. All right. Well, really quick. 651-641-1071. We have a pair of tickets to see Annie at the Ordway for this Friday. Or I'm sorry. Next Friday, December 29th. 651-641-1071. We're going to give those to caller number three right now. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to be talking about Meryl Streep and Rose McGowan and the feud that just won't quit on the Colleen and Bradley show. Go. My Talk 1071. Everything. This town needs an enema. Entertainment.